Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm know sure what somebody's they call written it? that one. with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boy, with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to the worst idea that jd has ever had this is superhero speak and i'm your host dave and john i'm the bore of bad ideas dave's right usually it's fun not this week. <laughs> what did we do to you, man? Taking the L. Taking the L. I thought you were going to hang out with me tonight. No? See, even the kid left. He wants nothing to oh, do with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> do not blame him. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we're talking about the original Dungeons and Dragons movie, not the good one. What did you think of the first of the Dungeons and Dragons movie we saw at the movies? Good. Good? Yeah. yeah. I thought so, too. You're not going to stay? I'm going to go with Mom, okay? You're going to stay with Mom? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that lasted one minute. That is the... That's the thing to do. Run from this movie. He'd rather so, hang out with mom than stay and mom, listen to Mom just had this. bladder surgery. So he'd rather hang out with mom with bladder surgery yes, than listen than to this dis- Then discuss this movie. Or listen to me <laughs> discuss this movie. And you know what? He's right. It's going to be the worst <laughs> show we've ever done. That's not true. Like I said, my I found lots of really interesting notes about this thing. I'm all Normally I would tease about that, but I'm all ears. I got absolutely nothing what a steaming piece of shit this was. All right. We're giving it all away at the top of the show here. We got to hold back a little bit. Uh, Obviously talking about the last episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> guess who caught up on The Mandalorian? Oh, really? Right, before, yeah. before we get okay. to all the fun stuff, how is everyone doing this week? John, I <laughs> before see Before we get already... to the fun stuff, let's talk about ourselves. <laughs> I see you already taking a shot of bourbon. Yeah, it's been that kind of week. I got moved to I, I got moved to another new group, and I'm in the middle of trying to deal with a new hire and figure out my fourth yeah my fourth manager in one year, and that's considering that eight months of that last year I didn't have a manager at all. So yeah, it just it's been lots of fun. And then you made me watch this. God, no wonder I can't get a date. <laughs> All right, then. JD, how about you? Uneventful week, which was great. Probably think of what happened. Nothing, really. Oh, my wrestling podcast, which was Braced for Impact, where we covered the si- seventh most important show in professional wrestling every week, got rebranded. It is no longer called Braced for Impact. It is now the Mike and JD show, which is great for my ego. And we actually <laughs> we did the most downloads we've ever done. We might awesome. do the most downloads the network's ever done. We got to interview actually a WWE employee who does not want to be named. In fact, this is like my WWE source, and he I don't know who he is. He goes by a pseudonym, 
And I asked him on the pod, he said, how am I going to keep myself secret? I said, wear a mask and I will distort your voice. And I did it and it worked. We gave him a whole distorted voice and he wore a mask and it was, it's doing very well. I'm very proud of it. So the relaunch of the wrestling pod went swimmingly, super happy. And I don't have to watch the shitty seventh worst or seventh best wrestling show on television, which I hated. So that's good. Nice. I don't know. I think that's clever. Seventh most oh, important. <laughs> if I had, honestly, if I thought of that when I was doing the show, that'd have been way funnier. But I just thought of it right now. So here we are. John, don't start dates talking about D and D. That is from Drew. Hi, Drew. Yeah, but then I'll never find the right person. I got to try the here. We and here we are. Voice yeah, I know, show right? On the but show. I, you know, <laughs> Ray, you would eat this up. Ray, I invite you to watch this you, this stream that we did. I think you will be remarkably entertained by it because hmm. I was doing it. I'm really, it's the best pod I've ever done outside of this show. So I was really happy with it. Cool, and thank you for that, JD. You don't you know you don't have to stroke our egos. Okay, then I won't. It's the best pod that I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but very, very uh, good, sir. But. This week, speaking of stroking our egos. Oh, thank God you said egos. I was like, this isn't oh, that kind of, this is not chatter. Hit, this no, is not chatterbait, man. No. We mm. hit a thousand oh, subscribers on YouTube. Yay. Wow, those bots are really doing their work, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that because someone did accuse us of that. No, this is not bots. So but we've been on for I wouldn't be surprised. We've been on for ten years. Ten yeah. years. Every week. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I have been paying to advertise the show, but every show does that. That is, yeah. you know. What's, but what's wrong with paying to advertise? Everyone pays to advertise. Not, yeah, nothing. no, you can actually pay bots these days. Like, they're huge bots. I remember that standard story. I know. But <laughs> I'm going to say thank you for everyone who has subscribed so far. If you're a first-time watcher, though, and, and you are not yet subscriber, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button down below. Give us a like and a comment. We would greatly appreciate it. But yeah, it's other than that. And oh, look, JD's dog is he's going to be the. Boss. I was going to say, <laughs> while JD's replacing himself with a dog, my week was for nice. the most part fairly uneventful. Basic work, blah blah blah. So I have a moral dilemma, and uh, I, I, Don's I not, here, and he's calling yeah, her. Right. <laughs> I was not aware that you had morals, Dave. Oh. oh, I'm in a mood today. You should wait till we get to the notes for the movie. <laughs> so good. JD's back. The damn dog walks into the room, leaves the door open, and then starts sifting through the garbage while I'm trying to do the damn show. And why he wants to be with you. He's crying in here. So what the hell? Continue with whatever we were talking about. I was saying my week. I had a, I have a moral dilemma coming up. I'm kind of curious. I'm getting your opinion on this. Of course, my aunt and uncle's 50th wedding anniversary is on Saturday. And they're having like a catered thing at my cousin's house. And of course, I already said I would go. But then one of my best friend's father passed away today. And the funeral's on Saturday. Oh, you got to go to the funeral. Yeah. You got a reason to get out. Especially yep. if you really didn't want to go. No one's going to say, that selfish bastard went to a funeral. Okay. Yeah, and even if you didn't want to get out, the funeral, like, you're not going to hold another funeral. Your parents will have another anniversary, or they'll yeah, yeah. have another anniversary. It's like my it's aunt and just, uncle, yeah, aunt and uncle. Right? It's not gonna. It's a funeral. The funeral's yeah. like the. I don't want to use the term best excuse, but it is like the most legitimate excuse ever to get out of something. It's one well, of the most. Be mad because you went to a funeral. It's one of the most okay. important social 
constructs that we think is it the funeral? i think it kind of for irish people it is because then we get to drink and tell stories all night so that's fair oh my but, god but it is a way of cope. you need to be able to deal with ray mortality. funerals always have the best that is just wrong Not yeah and wrong, the, but, the, the, whole, I mean, I the main reason it's been weighing on me is because it's my friend dan i've known since fifth grade and it's his wife's whose father passed away and I've known her since high school. And you don't have to justify going to a no, funeral. No, but I'm saying, man. like, when, yeah, when yeah. my wife passed away Quite and so. I wanted to have a night out with my friends, he flew home. He wasn't at work at, for work in California and he flew home early so he could hang out with me. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, go. Yeah. You gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the dilemma? It's just, yeah. Is, there's just no the question of, about this. I just know what my mom's gonna say. <laughs> Dear superhero, speak. <laughs> all right, I'm glad. Send, I got... send all your moral dilemmas to us. We shall solve all your problems. Oh, yeah. oh, that's actually a good bit. We could do that on the show. Terrible advice. Terrible advice. Oh, <laughs> I like it. It's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll start that. <laughs> not not actually. That we could do any other advice, but that's what I'm stirring into the skid. All right, I'll have to do course... it after I finish my glass for the night. <laughs> all right, I'm glad I talked to you guys. All right, so relationship advice with John. Oh God, dude! No, seriously, every woman I've ever dated has immediately found the guy of her dreams at the very next date. Like I, I, I am a curse and a blessing. Cursed for myself, blessed for everybody else. Right. We don't have any moral on this show. Do not implement change now. (laughs) It's fair. It is all right. And then the other thing that I did this week, of course. I'm all caught up on The Mandalorian. JD, I believe you I'm are now. all caught up on The Mandalorian. I just finished the last episode. Holy shit! <laughs> and that's the setup before the finale. Yeah. Thoughts, JD, since you've, you're caught up? And spoilers up. for anybody listening. Yes, yeah. spoilers. Do what I do and just bail out. Okay, this is really... I was thinking about this, right? Because Moff Gideon has basically pulled a successful hybrid of the original clones, right? Mandalorians. This is like... The ultimate, these death troopers are like the ultimate thing that they could come up with. So that's right. awesome. Effective stormtroopers. And who thought it was even possible? And here we are. And I'm thinking to myself, watch this. I'm like, this is the best thing Star Wars has done since Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, better than huh. Andor. And I haven't watched Andor. The Battle for, for... Oh, Andor. I haven't watched Andor. I think you said Endor is in the Battle for Endor. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that was ass. For, ooh, we should watch that. The thing I've heard... Oh, you keep you giving me ideas. ideas. You inspire <laughs> me, John. You inspire me. For the thing, I've heard, most about, the thing yes. I've heard most about uh, Andor, though, is that it's boring. I've heard such people either love it or find it boring, and I'm not sure what to think because I haven't watched it. But this show, god damn, is it good. But, Mando is life. <laughs> yeah, Din Jardin is the most interesting character in Star Wars. Bo-Katan, and I didn't watch Rebels. I love the Bo-Katan character. I don't know she's what's going been, on. She's always been interesting, yeah. but this is, this she's is great. furthering her story. He, Katie Sackhoff's always been really good. Loved her in Battlestar. Loved her on Meyer. She's really good. And uh, Joey says, Andor is the cure for insomnia. That's all I needed to hear. I'm good That's where I am. But, but I've heard it was really good, though. I have like heard I, that, too. Hmm. I trust Joey's opinion, though, on movies, to be quite frank. Really? And TV, I do. I tend oh. to agree with him. <laughs> That's why I tend to listen to him. No, so anyway, I just, I'm so interested in what's going on right here, because I really don't know where it's going to end. I think the armorer is a spy. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. And major spoiler, people who didn't catch this in the episode, the armor has the horns on her head because it's Death Watch. That was the group of Mandalorians. Yeah, she might have been part of Death Watch originally. And Moth Gideon 
has horns on his helmet in his armor. I didn't even notice that. That just yeah. blew my mind. But the Whoa. Death Watch, the Death Watch had horns on their armor because they followed what's his face, the Spike. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Because when Darth Maul led the Mandalorian and he formed the Death Watch, so uh, she seems Ray to says know. says it's a red herring. I don't it's know possible. About that. It, it, it's possible. Yeah. They're leaning it's so, into it. It's so well they done. You don't know. Heavily. That's a good thing. It is. It's. I was just thinking about how. It made me think about the sequel trilogy and how they lean into, isn't this how it used to be? Remember how great it used to be? And then the Mandalorian comes along and does everything different enough in the Star Wars. Like the music we get is different. It's not the John Williams orchestral over the top. Yeah. It's this very Sergio Leone, Marconi inspired. I can't even whistle thing that they have in there. That's awesome. And like, we're getting the Star Wars universe, and now we're starting to play into things that are more familiar. But remember that first season, we really were establishing who Mando was in this new corner of the Star Wars universe. And now we're kind of back in, and it's just, it's so good. It's like everything the sequel trilogy should have been. Ray says it's the OJ aspect, the pile of evidence, but proven innocent in the end. That is not what you were trying to say here, Ray, if you're trying to say that she's a red herring, because OJ did it. <laughs> yeah, OJ did it. Yeah, yeah. No, did he, uh, didn't he write a book called How I Would Have Done It? I mean, it was not published yeah. because people came to their senses and realized this would be bad. <laughs> but he did write that book. That book did, in fact, get written. Jesus, I man, this is the society? best. This is the best. Did, show. Uh, to be fair, it was like ten years ago. What's wrong with society? We used to have uh, two. Cents, it was thirty or, years ago, by two, the way. Two, no, I meant the book he wrote. Book, um, the, book, yeah. the book he wrote. But we used to watch Gladiator games like 2,000 years ago. Like, we've always been fucked up. So that's what we are. I so. know, but I would hope we see. But yeah, like, the, it's nice to have a Star Wars property that's not just following the Skywalkers. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. Again, and I've like, always, so, always been the opposite. I've always, thought, I've always thought, like, like, the Star Wars is the Skywalker saga. You have to follow the Skywalkers. Right. I'm glad to be wrong. Yep. Our comic book reviewer chimed in here. Not guilty is not innocent. And uh, he says, yeah. what's up, nerds? Chris. <laughs> Is someone got fireworks no. going on? What's yeah, going on? it's my neighbors. Gunshots? It's fireworks, sorry. Oh, okay. I thought and I have little... my windows open because it's not Wait. hot enough to put the air on. and it's Fire... not... Fireworks in the city okay. for what? Because it's Yay. nice out. April. Welcome to... Oh, Welcome oh to... it's coming to you guys. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. Yesterday, I mowed my lawn in shorts and a t-shirt. It was 80 degrees. Today, oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. snowed. It's supposed don't, to go. It's supposed to go down the next couple of days here. Yeah, it don't, sucks. That no, that's good for me because my air conditioner, I, that the new heat pump that I bought last year, it broke on Friday. Oh, that's it's, it's being fully covered by the warranty, and like the guys who came and installed it, they came to to fix it, and they're like bowing at me, going, "Oh, we're sorry," but it's not gonna be fixed until next Tuesday. So I am. It's seventy five degrees in here, and it's only sixty five outside. So. It's 40 here right now. Man, this Ray, is- says, Ray says three new movies, only one dealing with wannabe Skywalker. Disagree. The whole the whole prequel or sequel trilogy was all about the Sky. Like, what is to be done no, with no. Skywalker he's lineage? Talking about the, he's talking about the announcement. Oh, the new movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's right. We're in a better place. We're in a much better place right now. True yeah. for the Imperial remnants. We're there. It's I, nice. To, it's nice to have a show where I cannot wait to see the next episode. I know. And I'm really happy that I let these things add up. Because sometimes like, Mando can be a little bit like some. It's either like breakneck speed or a little slow, and there's like nothing in between. All right, let's stop being the ADHD podcast for a second and get back. Why? <laughs> Squirrel, <laughs> we do. Actually, no. One the thing, something I wanted to point out. I saw, of course, I watched a couple after this episode. I don't normally watch them for Mandalorian, but I did watch a couple like 
examining because of the whole thing. The episode's called Spies, and no one's really revealed to be a spy in the episode. So it's the well, one of the no, first. There is one spy in the episode. What's your face? Who's like spy? Yeah, but it's called Spies, not Spy. So I know, and they, they well played. And they don't, that's the thing, it's like, they do a lot of things on purpose, especially in the show. Everything's on purpose. And I watched, so I watched a couple breakdown videos on this, and one of the things somebody pointed out, too, which is very interesting, they established the armorer has a special skill in crafting the yeah. Beskar and armor that, like, no one else can do. So well, we don't know Moff that nobody Gideon, else can do. How is Moff Gideon else... able to forge all that armor with Beskar if he didn't have her help? To be fair, she's been busy. It's not like she had the time to build all this new armor for these new troopers. Like, and she's, she's been surrounded an by her cohorts, so they're not going like, to miss that, the fact that she's... That's what I'm saying. She's got a pretty <laughs> airtight alibi. If they throw that at us next week, I'm going to throw a foul on that, throw a foul, throw a flag on that one and be like... Oh. Yeah, and besides, he's on Mandalore, right next to the Great Forge. He's somebody got all else. the tools he needs. All he needs is somebody competent to, to form some armor. I'm sure... Some, one of the other theories I've heard is that Moth Gideon is actually a Mandalorian. I would not surprise I've me that one too. bit. After looking at his armor and stuff this week, starting to think that's accurate. He did say, and he did say, Mandalore, Mandalore will live, will on, live through on through me. Through me. Yeah. Yeah. He does say that. So That doesn't mean he should be the guy. Like, no, of course not. That's like, He's freaking evil and sociopathic. Oh. He, he needs a lightsaber through the forehead. <laughs> That's not a theory, kids. Oh, no. I don't know. We don't have any evidence of Moth Gideon's uh, no confirmation. Yet. No confirmation yet. It's I'm pretty. Sure. It seems like they're pointing that way, but it has not been confirmed. You could say yeah. all but confirmed. Yeah. It's, <laughs> these fireworks are just like throwing me up. I keep thinking someone gets shot in Philly. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see the next episodes. Me neither. Yeah. I'm. And it's the fun. The finale, right? Yep. Yeah, and then after this. What is it? After this, there's not going to be another season. They're going to tie it up with a movie. I was going to say. They, they tie, I guess they're going to tie it in with Ahsoka and Boba Fett and The Mandalorian and what else? Maybe. I don't think anything else is happening around the same time frame. But we, we may see Ezra Miller or Ezra, Ezra Bridger and Thrawn. We, like they, that might be where they re, you know, reveal him. Thrawn. That would yes. be an amazing bad guy. Yeah, the thing is, that is one of my worries. Are they going to not resolve the show because they're going to tie it into the movies? JD is being very still. Did we lose him? The horns on the helm tell it all. Uh-oh. JD is like JD's like a statue. I think we lost JD. Yeah, what? we lost him. <laughs> I was going to say that was a very nice picture of him. <laughs> oh. He's voguing there with the lips and everything. I think I think maybe he's having internet op- option issues like I did a couple weeks ago. Oh, yay. <laughs> the, the, when you guys weren't here, I was having internet issues, and the co-hosts had to run the show without me. The guest hosts. Oh, no. Me and Don, me and Don have fan-booked this show, so it's become a spoiler show weeks early. Okay. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> I just ran the audiobooks this I just ran. I just into the audiobooks this week. I just got into the audiobooks this week. With Air, Air of the, the Empire. Empire for, 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 oh, oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. Did you. Air the, Air the Empire issues? is like. Internet issues. So I also bought the audiobook for Air to the Empire this week, Drew. I you... 
I read it when it first came out and I met Timothy Zahn. He wouldn't do an interview for some reason, but he did talking about the books. And he liked talking about the fact that his antagonist, Thrawn, was just smart. And the only way that the protagonist can win against somebody that smart is if the antagonist makes a mistake. And that's what Thrawn did at the end. He made a mistake. He made an assumption that was wrong. And that's the only way he was defeated. So I haven't read those books since junior high school. So I have them in mind, but I like I got this thing now where I read it as a kid and I came back to it. I'm like, oh, I picked up all this stuff. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to read Heir to the Empire after I finish The Shining this week. So I'm excited for that. Cool. That's good. That's John, like, does, John does like talking about Thrawn. It's like the third the time we've had that conversation. I know, but those are the books that basically <coughs> launched the extended universe. Like, 100%. It kept Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Those books kept the Star Wars fires burning when everything yes. else was dim. Because in the, the early reason, ni- what, yeah, in the early 90s, there was no Star Wars anymore. It was done. It was a dead property. Yeah. And then the books started coming out. And like after after this, after his trilogy, they're like, oh, wow, there's good money in this. Let's continue going. They, they, and, they kept writing books. And then they did the whole Shadows of the Empire media campaign which was a movie which was they made a movie but forgot to make the movie they did everything circulating the movie but not the movie the only thing i didn't like about it was that they kept shitting on the skywalker family like none of them ever got to live a happy life every one of them good good people shouldn't live happy that's not the source of drama the source of drama is in pain and misery Nobody wants to read stories or watch books. You heard what I said about happy people. Shiny, happy people do not make. I didn't say they had to be shiny, happy, but why did they like literally every single one of them died? All of Hans and Leia's kids died except for one, like one one of the twins who became a dark. Who became a Darth, Darth Jedi? Ga- or- Darth Darth Cadis? Yeah, Sh- like yeah, like I know. No, da- John says no. poor Dash Rendar never got to the big screen. He didn't. Dash Rendar, great character on the N sixty four Shadows of the Empire. Who knows? Uh, they keep bringing in more characters. You never know what, what Filoni. Oh, Dash on. Rendar's out there somewhere. At oh, yeah. some point, at some point, Filoni's gonna go. You know what? Yeah, heroes die. Chris's heroes die, buddy. They do. That's what makes them heroes. Yeah, but nobody wants to continually read stories about heroes that, if that were, get shit on in the end. That like, why true, be a hero then? Why if be that a hero? Were, if that were true, Spider-Man would be a gigantic failure of a character. But he what? wins sometimes. These, sometimes. These guys, sometimes. Didn't, sometimes. these guys didn't win, and Luke they all took died. Down, Luke took down the Empire. They had the mm-hmm. greatest win ever. But that's what the source of drama is. Drama's pain, man. Nobody wants to read a book about a guy who goes and buys a nice pastrami sandwich. <laughs> the pastrami chronicles. But they do want to believe that there are heroes that can... That Dax can is the armorer? What the heck does that mean? Oh, Drew, no, what are you talking about? No, that uh, there was another... Oh, God. One, one of the Death Watch. That's a bit bold, Don. That's a bit yeah. bold. I enjoy it, too, but that's a bit... That's a bit of, oh, he says, podcast. He says, Star Wars is the greatest collection of tragedies in the history of humanity. I don't know if I agree with that, but I see where you're coming from and can get on board with the base of the premise. I don't think it's the greatest collection, but it is a significant collection. All right. The X-Men is also sitting there. Yeah? 
I know, but there has to be a reason to be a hero. Like all of those yeah, people, you get up saying, and keep fighting. You keep right. fighting. It's Batman. They, it's Sisyphus, dude. You push the mountain. You push the boulder up the hill, and every day the boulder rolls back down, and you gotta push it back up that mountain. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. That's what being a hero is. But they were They. It wasn't just them, like getting beaten, but getting back up. They all died. They all died. All of their kids died, died. except for one that became a. We all die. Everyone dies. Yeah, but not like right. when you're not when you're like 15 years old. Sometimes 15 year olds die. One of them died fighting the use of Vong. He just became a force ghost right there. Like, what was he? His name was Ben Kenobi. He was he was like their youngest kid? Ben like, Skywalker. Ben Skywalker. Son says heroes exemplify the best. Exemplify the best of what we yes. wish to aspire to. We what we hope we would sacrifice in the name of justice and honor. Heroes are outlined in the suffering they endure. Damn, sir, you should be a writer. That's beautiful. You aren't Don lying. says you ain't lying. I think he means the X-Men. Ray Skywalker is a living tragedy, according to our friend so's, 8-Bit Ray. So's the movie. I also <laughs> like how I did Ray spell her name R-E-Y? Or did yeah, he just did, default yes. to Ray to Ray Mysterio's spelling of the word? I'm not sure. I know R-E-Y. Oh, okay. It was R-E-Y. I couldn't remember. Yes, there it is. All right. All right. So we're all excited. We're definitely all in for the finale. Let's keep talking about Mandalorian. We don't have to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I wrote all these jokes. Star no. Wars is the greatest tragedy. Luke ended up being the brother of the princess in the gold bikini. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Luke, do you think was, Luke felt okay, weird? I'll give you that one. <laughs> do you think Luke always felt uncomfortable the fact that he was definitely scoping out his sister in that bikini and was letting his hands slide up when she was wearing anything when he was trying to like swing her to safety? That thumb kind of rode up a little bit on her back and he was digging it in the moment. And then he found out that was his sister and been like, Ew, yuck. Well, who no. knows? Maybe they're a very progressive <laughs> society. In the, in, in Dave, the Dave just went, no. <laughs> All right. Let's do a little social media madness. Do we have to? Yes, yes, we do. So I always like to start with the comments that were left on the video from last week. Not a lot of comments after the plot, after the plot, after the point. Super Mario, Super Mario is, this is from our good friend, Random Randy Savage. Super Mario is now the proof we can do a video game movie justice. Now is the time for a Zelda show. Give me the budget of a Disney Plus show. We had a Zelda show, though. We have? It was a cartoon, but. Did we? Was it good? No, it was part of the Super Mario Super Hour, whatever that used to call. I remember that. I thought he meant like something more current. No, not Grace current. Grace he arched no. back when he got that smooch. Luke, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Luke from Alabama. Luke from Alabama. <laughs> sweet, Tatooine sweet is the Alabama of the core. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> the outer rim, if you will. The outer. Ray actually commented with a bunch of little emojis of Mario, and I just said, it's a good movie. I'm offended, sir. <laughs> by your... Xenophobia. Xenophobia? Xena. Xenophobia. Xena? Xenophobia. I have whatever. Xena? Screw you. Xena um, DK Donkey Kong from Drew. I don't know what he means by that. Yeah. Oh, no. They, there was a Donkey Kong show. That's probably where they had the Zelda cartoon. There was a Donkey Kong show? I don't remember. I remember a Donkey Kong show when I was a little kid. It was prior to Supercade back in the day. What the hell is like Supercade? Supercade Super was a cartoon show, Saturday morning cartoon show. In the late 80s, I think. And it, it had all of the characters from Nintendo. Yeah. I remember Captain N, the Game Master, and that had all the... That was from the late 80s, and it had a lot of Nintendo characters. I have zero recollection of Supercade. Ray says, we got a DK rap, but not a Mario rap. That is Well, that thank is true. God for that. God, the last thing anybody needs is Chris Pratt rapping. 
Uh, also, of course, we talked about Super Mario Brothers last week, and Taco Shirt Krillin said, movie was fantastic, and I think you all had a good takes. So, thank you for that. I, I, I like the name. Whoa, whoa, read Ray's comment. Read Ray's comment. This is a good uh, one. A great show, show JD. JD. Yeah, Captain N. It was great. It really was. <laughs> I remember that. For us, oh er, us old millennials, Captain N, the game master. Yes, I remember. Because they couldn't use the word Nintendo. Nintendo. They had the rights to all the Nintendo characters, but somehow managed to not get the rights to the word Nintendo. Yeah. Weird. I think that's why it's not available on anywhere. Because of all the rights. Corporations are weird, man. Corporations are still stupid about what would make them more money. They are always kicking the fandom. Oh, yeah. When they should be like, oh, you want to do a show and it's going to be good? Here's all of our rights to whatever you need to use to to to. Yeah, it doesn't make a big advertisement for but it us. doesn't work that way with video games and you've got when all these companies have these different things and you have to it's a jump it's a bouncing chris says mario was fine it's going to make a billion accurate so we're going to get even more video game movies and they will suck probably it's not wrong about that that's probably yeah. going to happen yeah because they're, they're, the law of averages tells me that every video at, game movie but one will suck they're at 700 million thank you amazing greskin yes Go back to the Zelda show. Excuse me, princess. In oh, God, that's right. It was the Steve Martin. Yeah, thing, yes. it was stupid. Uh, I'm surprised Netflix doesn't try to do like a Zelda show. They had a lot of success with Castlevania. True. Yeah, but can you see Zelda as a Castlevania? Well, no, I'm saying I'm just saying that show. No, I haven't actually. I should. I just mean like it's for far as like freaking R. I just mean as far as video game properties go. Yeah, it's, they're long form. They're RPG video games. I'm surprised they haven't tried to do something like that. I know it's the same fan base. Castlevania lends itself to the NC17. I'm not saying they have to mirror it. I'm saying I'm surprised they don't take another stab at an RP, a long form RPG series directed at children of the 80s. They could, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised. And I'm surprised yeah. they haven't. All right. The other thing that we talked right. about last week, the Secret Invasion trailer. Yeah. To which Random Randy Savage said, "It's a spy thriller. I don't know what people are wanting. Like what aliens? Ad, like what an ad for Jack Ryan? Does it give you big reveals in the ad? No. Then sit down and watch aliens play spy. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want don't a big want reveal. No, I don't either. I don't want a big reveal. I want to." I want a show that interests me, and it did not. The trailer did not do much for me. I'm interested yeah. in it, though. I, it interests me. I, I mean, I assume Dave is going to make me watch it. So I assume we're going to talk about it. So mm. I'll watch it. Yeah, you're right. Good assumption. <laughs> I know. I've been on the show long enough. I know how these things go. Also, a little while ago, we had talked about our first look at Harley Quinn as, I'm sorry, as Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, to which Yodi Magia said, The heck of a name. It's, this isn't Spanish, but I translated it to, and it goes, I honestly thought this was Nolia Hazim. So I don't know who that is. I'm going to imagine it's a Spanish or South American, Mexican. Dave, Dave will now butcher your tweets in other languages on the show. Yes. <laughs> uh... We've reached, we're reaching new people. Yes. We're, 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 our audience is getting bigger and bigger. We're expanding our reach. Chris has a good point. He says, I mean, to face facts, the MCU doesn't work as TV. I think there are more misses than hits at this point. I think there's something to that. Marvel zombies or go home for me. Bro, keep it up, man. Ray, I think that's going to happen one of these days. Marvel cinematic. Uh, Cinematic. It is the cinematic universe. Yeah, Chris is right. All right. And then 
our last tweet or last uh, bit of social media interaction here, we talked about the Blue Beetle trial trailer, which JD is beyond excited. Loved for. it, absolutely loved mm. it. Tony D. Giamaro, who was an actually a guest on this show early on, he's a comic book. He wrote for the Simpsons comics and stuff back in the day. He's been in the business for a long time. Replied with a gif of a uh, Dumb and Dumber, Drew Carey's character gagging. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what that's about. Like, I thought the trailer looked really good. And I think it looks good. I'm here. Random Randy Savage replied with, I know why we're not getting a Static Shock movie. Because he's a black man. <laughs> I would... I, it took them a while to do... Was it Wonder Woman? I wouldn't put it past them. It would make me very sad if that's the reason because he's one of the most interesting characters they've got. Green Lantern had a good trailer to Lest We Forget. This is true. DC knows how to cut a trailer. We lost JD again. Wow. He really doesn't want to do this review, does he? I don't think he does. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Play it where we'll, it lies. We'll, we'll play it where it lies. While we're waiting for him to get back, if you would like to be a part of Social Media Madness, and so I can butcher your tweets on next week's show, here's our good friend Don to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? Go ahead and head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com You'll find all the links you need, episodes of the show, comic reviews by Chris, and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, you can also check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45 Baby, So Wizard Podcast, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All Stars, and you're not going to be disappointed. So make sure that you are commenting on our Twitter articles. It could be a poignant comment, it could be a stupid one. Either way, gives you a chance for Dave to possibly mispronounce your Twitter handle. All right, I've rambled on enough. Let's head back to Dave and the gents on Superhero Speak. <laughs> that Don, don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube as forever. Podcasts are available. Darth Don, the Star Wars and Snob. Oh, love that. All right. Static, so Drew Drew says, oh, go ahead, Dave. Static Shock has always been in a weird place with being both canon and not. Because it was originally owned by. No, it was owned by DC, but Milestone was a DC imprint. It and existed it wasn't the same universe. The Dakotaverse existed outside of DC continuity, yeah. which puts it in a weirder place. And I believe those creators had retained some degree of creative yes. ownership of them. Yeah, I'm sure it's a rights issue. I know as much as Randy would like to complain that it's about race, we're getting a Blade movie. Uh, hey, ooh-wee-oo. No, I'm saying I don't think that's the main focus for not making the movie. Okay. I wouldn't put it past that. It's well, not part well, of it. Hold on. Don't, I don't want to be this guy, but Blue Beetle is a... Latino story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think DC has an issue with that. It's probably a rights issue and it's probably, it's probably a rights issue. And it might also be a popularity issue. I don't know. I don't know how big Static Shock's fan base is. How big Blue is Beetle. the. I, we're talking apples and oranges. Excuse me. Yeah. Apples and apples, I think. I mean, we're talking about C level DC characters to begin with, both of them. Like Static yeah. Shock probably has more crude interest because of the cartoon yeah. from yeah. a previous generation. So I think Blue Beetle, I think they have their work cut out for more of Blue Beetle than they would with Static Shock. Like I'm, I'm sure they would like to do that. What's up, Frosty? I'm sure it's a rights issue. DC races. DC just needs to give my impulse, give me my impulse movie so I can shut up. I agree. Let's shut Ray up. All right. Yeah. Let's shut Ray up. That's the best thing we could do. All right. So that 
there you have it. We're going to now take a quick commercial break and I'll be right back with some news. Did Dave get a new commercial this week? Let's find Some podcasts are like this. The bodies of three hikers were all empty and their organs were laid out like a Sunday dinner. And some podcasts are like this. You know what? I'm going to tell you why having a large penis ain't always a good thing. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Nah, this is what you saw. They right. were drunk as shit because everybody been drinking. He told a good-ass joke that made a pussy explode. No, that made her fall into his yeah, chest. Yeah, that's why everything was all shaking and they were yeah, laughing and because of the Yeah, because yeah. of the vigorous... Yeah, Laughter that moan you heard, that was just like an airless laugh. <laughs> when he said he was about to come, he meant like with another joke. Yeah, he's about to come up with another joke. <laughs> so he's about to bust his gut. I'm about to bust a gut. <laughs> you are now listening to Call 45. This is Beat 'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. I like that one. That's okay. <laughs> you know what, though? A lot of the news that we're going to talk about this week is about its trailers, and I missed two of these trailers. Do you know why I missed them? Because I'm not subscribed to the YouTube channels that had them on there. So if you're watching this right now and you're enjoying the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> John, you can be as upset as you want. We want you know, There's people out there that like us. Me yeah, and JD. <laughs> maybe dave (laughs) all right so we had three new trailers hit this week yeah it was trailer city this week the first one uh, it's funny like i saw no fanfare about this it just happened to be it popped up as a recommended video in my feed and i'm like oh okay and that's of course the teaser kind of teaser there's still it's still in production is the for the penguin on hbo max the penguin show and max uh, sir it's going to be on Max. Yes, that's right. It's, that's right. We haven't talked about that, but the, we should talk about we should talk about that because that's far more important okay. than anything we're covering this week. Go for it. <laughs> you so, really don't want to do that review. No, I really don't want to do it. <laughs> so this week they made the announcement that they finally, old Mr. Zasloff, our good friend at HBO of Warner Discovery, has finally decided what we're going to do. Apparently, the most trusted brand in quality entertainment. Uh-huh is seen as a border between getting getting over 100 million subscribers to HBO Max. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take all these shitball properties from Discovery, combine them with what we have gold in HBO Max, and call it Max. So HBO makes us think of quality television. Max makes us remember late-night movies on Cinemax that you used to watch when you were by yourself at 15. You couldn't afford the actual porno channels on TV. Yeah, exactly. No, please, come on, guys. That's exactly what that was. So, yes, they're going to call the news channel Max. Ray says, let's paint it turd gold and sell it. That's pretty much what we got here. I mean, I'm like, not, it's just so pretentious. It's like, it's that's on. the thing is they don't. Here's the thing. They think HBO is pretentious because the Discovery but, people are like, why won't people watch our shitty pup, Dr. Pimple Popper? They're but, pretentious dicks. But HBO was the best stuff. Like, they that, always that had something on. 
That is the pretentiousness. They think that HBO is too pretentious for their fan base. Poor audio quality only people. No, poor audio only people. Because oh. they won't know that we were making that noise. <laughs> that audio, we saw that I went audio quality and I thought about watching the Spice Channel as a kid. We did the scrambled vision. Oh, I'm a perf. The price scales are competing with Netflix and that's a bad move. Yeah. I agree with that. It's. I think they're going to have the uh, the $9.99, which is what I currently pay for HBO Max with ads because I'm cheap. I will watch ads. 16 bucks for an app per month is just too much. Yeah. I will suffer with ads. That's ridiculous. And I'm probably going to keep it because I tend to watch the stuff that's on HBO Max. I don't know if I'm going to watch The Penguin. So what did you think of the trailer? Why okay. would you... Why would you on the... <laughs> no, why, why would you... DC is still... We have three universes going on at the same time. It's so, DC. Like, That's what DC does. I'm fine yeah. with that. That isn't I, the continent. Like, it's... You're the apologist. Like, this is what we are. This is what we are. We have different... Like, this is just DC. What bothers me is... I don't know if I care enough about The Penguin or this storyline to commit the time... Right. necessary Did, to watch didn't we get penguin as gotham wasn't that the penguin show for most of the time yeah do we want that though do we want right. to remember that are we proud of that well, that's and, what i'm saying it, we already got a show you're, that you're not wrong penguin show and, and in the backup wrong. universe you're getting the penguin in a backup universe not the prime universe that you're going to be seeing in the movies <laughs> to be on. fair until gun and them can establish this can get this the ship righted with this matt reeves is the primary universe that's yeah. the one that worked and people liked, not just the crazy people. The race is 90% of people don't have a, a, 600, a 166 hertz television set to support the full 4K mode, so no one's paying 20 a month. He's right. They're offering 4K for $20 a month, and that's stupid. Don says, I'm so done with Batman adjacent shows, and I agree. I just want to watch yeah. Batman. I'm, yeah. For decades, they've been trying to get me to watch Batman without Batman. And I don't want to do that. I cannot watch Batman and not watch Batman. Yeah. I don't have to watch Batman yeah. and not get Batman. It's just it's such a weird thing they get us, <laughs> they keep trying to get us to do. Just show me the fucking Batman. That's all and, I want. And yet Gotham lasted how many seasons? Because people are dumb. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That yeah. show sucked. And it was so gave, bad. But they gave us Batman Jr. in that show. They, did. they didn't give us Batman year one, though. I mean, they did not give really us Batman year one. They gave us no. Batman year like negative four. Yeah, but Gotham suck. Let's not talk about Gotham. That wasn't that was a fever dream. That show didn't actually happen. <laughs> Chris says I'd rather have them burn the Penguin coming into power stuff than saddle Batman two with it. So I don't have to watch. That's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point because I do want to watch Batman two and I don't have to watch this crap. Rice is giving me a Manhattan anthology show. So that I don't know about an anthology show, but I would like to I would like to see a cinematic interpretation of the Mad Hatter. I think that would be interesting. Kassan says, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us kept me sub to max. Yeah, I can see a couple more great series launched just to keep people locked in your own. And that's what they need, actually, to keep people like us locked into this. We're not here for Dr. Pimple Popper and all those things. Yeah. We actually want quality television. So that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to really serve two masters. They're trying to reserve the pretentious dicks like us. And then they got to serve these people that watch that just want to watch reality TV garbage. And they're a completely yeah. different audience. They should have just kept them two separate. They should have. Yeah, they should have, but they don't want to. But that's not good for them. They want one app that has all those numbers so they can go to their shareholders and say, look, we're competing with Disney. We're competing with Netflix. But they're really not. No, they're not. That's the In thing. Fact, that's why idiots that's, are running this I company. Like, I feel like they're going to lose subscribers over this. Not they might. Them. I agree with you. They think that's the key is to give us something for everybody. And that approach never works. 
They're also remaking Harry. Ray reminds us they're also remaking Harry Potter. So best of luck to them. They're oh, going to remake the Harry. Po- they're going to remake the Harry Potter series, and that's actually not a bad idea in theory. They're going to take each book and have it a season and have it stretch out for a decade, so the kids would age and do the books like justice because the movies are good, but they had to get to bridge them. Yeah. So this one they can kind of open it up a little bit. It's bold. It's a bold choice. I don't know if it's one I would make, but Warner Discovery is not really known for their good creative moves. No. Not at all. All right. Yeah, let's not beat this dead horse too much. Did you guys hear about Mark Wade writing the Shazam, the new Shazam book? And in the book, they're going to refer to Shazam as the captain. Oh, geez. Who's no. going to break? Because Mark Wade believes that he's a, he's Captain Marvel, and it's stupid to call him by his superpower because he can't say his own name, theoretically. Yeah. So he's the captain. And that's how they're just going to refer. They're not going to call him that, but it's just going to be like, yeah, it's the captain. Like when necessary, he'll be referred to as the captain. I think that's a great move. I do, because it's Captain. He's to me, he's always going to be Captain Marvel too. I think Chris mm-hmm. has a good point here. Chris, thank you, Dave. Chris says they have enough metrics to know that I'll never watch Discovery Crap, even when it's in the same streaming service. He's right. I'm not going to either. I have yeah. zero interest in anything on Discovery. But they think they. But here's the thing: they think they got me. They think they got you with the HBO stuff, killing that. They, that's the thing. They think that if you like, I keep picking on Doctor Pimple Popper because how can I not? <laughs> they think those people will not watch HBO, so they're <laughs> I, rebranding everything. Ray says, I get all my discovery type programming from TikTok. This is true, too. Ain't no difference. It's the same shit. But that's the whole thing, right? That's the other issue. If this was a channel that was just running all the time, you might have people that watched Penguin and just kept it on while Dr. Pimple Popper came on until the next year came on. You know what I'm saying? Like, in traditional Mm -hmm. television. This, now we can choose what we watch. People are not... People that are tuning in to watch... The DC stuff are not going to click on any of that discovery. Click stuff. on Don. Click on Don for a second. I think I want to talk about this. Don says, I'll never watch that reality show shit, but my wife does. There is a market. Now, here's the thing, Don. I agree with it you. Is. I agree with you. There is a market because, like, the discovery app does decent numbers too. Yeah. Here's the problem is like they have two apps and two services that actually work. Their idea is that if you combine them both, you will get all those people. So what you're going to have is you're going to have everybody funneling into that. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if there's enough people like us that don't, that are going to want to stick around unless you have the con, unless you have these shows that keep coming out. Like what is their focus going to go into? Are they going to continue focusing on the HBO stuff? Or are they going to slide into the discovery stuff? That's if they right. slide into the Discovery stuff, they're going to lose everybody because the whole point of HBO I know. Max was the fact that you got all the HBO stuff and there was mm-hmm. a lot of good HBO stuff from decades. And, yes, and they, all, they always had something good that they were working on. Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, you name it. They were all, there was, the, their name was, HBO name was always out there somewhere, mm. something really good there. It was Joey the high standard quality. Joey says yeah. the 90 Day Fiance universe is better than the DCEU. I cannot uh, argue with I cannot that, argue unfortunately. That. Yeah, Just we are. I am so and sad about that. Kassan says, all you need to do is not click on it. I agree. If the shows don't get watched, they'll have no choice but to stop producing them. I agree with you. That's the problem, though, is like when you have these corporate mergers, the winning corporation is the one who steers the ship, and Zaslov is the discovery guy. So he's steering the ship and he's going to prove he's got to prove that their side was the better side. This is what happens in these mergers. Like these, yeah. they don't quite, we saw the Mandalorian this week, right? You got the two girls coming together and there's interfighting amongst them. And we don't have a Grogu in the room. We don't have a little, whatever Grogu is. We don't even know, like to settle these arguments and say, Oh, 
Yeah, no. God, I love that. That was awesome. It was great. Ray says, it doesn't work. Look at Paramount and Showtime. It's a bundle and it's a fail. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kassan, once again, says, I don't think Discovery customers are willing to pay $20 a month for crap shows either. I don't either, because that's that's a great point, Kassan. That is an audience that looks for deals. Yeah, that is that type of audience. Is uh, that what we, they said? They're gonna they're gonna spend twenty. They're gonna cost for it? the four K version. Oh, like they yeah. have different yeah. tiers. None of the discovery. You're right. None of those discovery people. They're not shot in four K anyway. And I also think that's another metrics and they'll highly look at. If all the twenty dollars subscribers are only watching the cinematic stuff, the original content, and none of them, none of the twenty dollars subscribers are watching the discovery crap, the doctors are gonna have to look at it that way too. We're not getting. $20 subscribers with that garbage. So Kassan says Westworld was successful, but they, but now you can't watch it. They took it away. That is a yep. weird thing that they do is they just take things off the site like Disney. And this is why Disney and Netflix are both the best. It all just lives there. It just lives there. Yeah. If I get an urge to watch, I just watched short circuit with Andy the other day, right here. Johnny five. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Aged, everything aged really good, except for Fisher Stevens portrayal. That did not age very well. Bullshit, um, bullshit boy, cow dung. Yeah. So why do you do that? Why do you take away stuff that people want to watch? Yeah. I don't get it. I just, I don't get 90% of what this company does. It's something stupid about trying to drive people or trying to get people to sign up. So they have, we're going to release. Disney does this with their, uh, with their animated movies, right? They'll put out Snow White for a time and then it's not available for a couple of years and then well, it they, comes out it's like oh we're bringing out snow yeah, white it's a new they, special they, edition and yeah. dry, they're trying to drive money out of that but they did uh, that when they, they did that with analog short circuit was on tubi actually oh, free. tubi tubi tubi's kind of awesome no short circuit disney doesn't do that anymore like they had that vault thing and that was their gimmick when they were yeah. selling vhs's and dvds because it made them special it was a gimmicking it was a marketing gimmick that worked great for disney plus now they got this streaming service they want everything on there they want you to be able to say yeah. hey i gotta get this kid quiet boy watch snow white click hi-ho like they want it and that's why they're the best that's yeah. why they're the best all right let's let's move on let's talk about the other trailer that came out that i'm curious your reaction jd because you love gremlins but you I love hate, gremlins you hate this style of animation i hate the style of animation yeah so we got our trailer for gremlins Secret <sighs> of the mugwai what do you think jd it's not for me that being said i haven't shown it to the dude who's watching his chromebook in the closet right now that's literally where he's hanging out he's hanging out in the closet. <laughs> but i have a hunch because he really liked the first move the first and second movie too that he is going to like it so i have a feeling we're going to watch it but i just don't think it's for me like when i thought about what a third gremlins movie slash project would look like this is not what i had in mind but that's okay i've got my gremlins movie that still exists the way it is so that's fine it is what it is yeah yeah, if they had another Gremlins movie, it would be, I mean, <clears throat> it, it, we can't do the 80s with all the blood squibs anymore. But They got away with a lot they, back then, didn't they? Yeah, they did. You don't expect Gremlins to be anything less than rated R it, at this point. I should just be happy they haven't remade it. Kassan says, Don't give me any ideas. I hope Ex- Extraction 2 is one of the trailers being discussed because that had my testosterone pumping so high, I wanted to run through a brick wall. Kassan, if you want testosterone, you're on the wrong podcast. Um, (laughs) Fair. I actually don't know what Extraction 2 is. Extraction 2. I probably should check that out to get my own going again. Ray reminds us that Hulk Hogan still gets royalties from Gremlins 2, the new batch. 
Extraction nice. was a Netflix movie with Chris, not Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. So, oh, okay, he's handsome. I dug the trailer. Like, I, they're definitely going for kids. That's yeah. the target audience here. I thought it was Which cute. Makes sense. I think my granddaughters would enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm all in for it. Yeah, I'm gonna show I, it to Andy I, after the show. I actually like the animation style, but and it's got James Hong and Min uh, Wen doing as voices. Yep. So that's good, but. Again, like you expect the gremlins to go really bad when they oh, yeah. when they're fed after midnight. So not kid bad, Mogwai. basically hand in the blender bad. So I'll give it a I'll give it a look see because animation. But we'll see how it looks. Like I said, this just this isn't for us necessarily. So I'm gonna grade it on a curve. Yeah, it's it's kind of like in the wheelhouse of Troll Hunter, which is not bad. It could be a good storyline. So who knows? We'll have to see. 8-Bit Ray says, Baby Grogu sells, so will Gizmo. Which oh, is, there, oh, yeah. Oh. There's a death battle for you. Grogu versus Gizmo. Grogu has the force. and Gizmo can't take a shower. It's not a fair fight. <laughs> no, the problem is Gizmo could take a shower. Gro- yeah, he could. And then you have to... It's so much work to make them into Mogwai when you're trying to... What the hell is Grogu? We've never established what Yoda's race is, have we? But no. there's a Jedi. He's gonna. He's a Jedi who was gonna be okay. He's a Force sensitive Mandalorian in training. He's the ultimate badass in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and, and who can let live for for a thousand years? Like, how strong can you get over a thousand years? Grogu has the Force only in plot armor. Yeah, that's fair. He has it when they need him to. His True. species is never. I'm aware of that, Don. I think they need to name him. When, when he's hungry it. as well. When he's hungry. That's something him and Gizmo could go to war. Yeah. 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 He, he will be, be in Mandalore. Yes. There's been rumors going around that the Mandalorian, like the title, is not about Dean. Oh, Dean. it's Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. It's his story. I had not thought about that. I like that, yeah. actually. I don't so, know. He's got a mech now. That's all that matters. Um, just, that he does have awesome. a mech. That is exactly. I like when he tries to get him out of that. No, like any little kid, totally would have done the same thing. It's yep. uh, Grogu is the most relatable character in television. I know that says a lot about you, JD. Hundred percent. Finally, we're talking about Disney and them not making any mistakes. I don't know about this. We got our, of course, our first teaser trailer for the Marvels coming out later this year. What did we think of this, John? You can go first this time. I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. I'm still, they still pulled out a MacGuffin or like a really weird reason to power down Captain Marvel because if she uses her powers too much, she switches places with somebody else. But, um, continuity, sir. Continuity. I know the uh, Negabands, right? Yeah, it's Rick Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw the second Negaband in there, right? So we know they found this. Some, somebody found the other band, so, which is probably why they're switching places now. But yeah, yeah, can't wait to see it. I think this is going to be good, only, only because they have Camilla Khan in it, and that youthful energy injected into this is going to make it fun. I think. So I think Brie Larson has showed far more personality in this trailer than she did yes. in the entire Captain Marvel movie. Good writing, do it. The direction, yeah. I think she's Ray being says, The Marvels trailer has me more excited than Wakanda Forever and Ant-Man did, did a sentence I thought I would never say. I think he's oh, right. Okay. I, like, I liked Wakanda Forever, but I think that it wasn't necessary in retrospect. So I get what he's saying. It could have been written better, but it was also like, yeah, like how right. do you deal with yeah. his death? So. I agree. Yeah. 
Kassan says the Marvels look bad. I don't know if it looked bad. Oh, it felt Kassan. flat. All of it. Oh. Comedy, action, acting, all flat. The only thing can... was good look, is a good-looking Brie Larson. Brie Larson is underrated really pretty. I agree with that. People don't talk I... enough about how pretty Brie Larson truly is. How can you underrate a cadre of Flurgans? Like, all those Flurgans? This is going to be... You sound, I can't like wait Rosen to see Island. you sound like Rosen Island saying that. Uh. That's a yeah. Golden Girls. That's a Golden Girls joke for you guys. I, right. I'm right. still not sold on Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. I, just everything that she's been in, every time she's on screen, I'm like, ugh. The best writing she had was in Endgame, and that only lasted for a couple of minutes. I agree. I agree. And they brought her in, and then they're like, yep, yeah, Captain Marvel's here. Moving on. It was right. kind of like... But- yeah. But she was directed well. She had personality. Yeah. The kind of thing she, when she sat there and looked down at Spider-Man, is like, hey, Peter Parker, can I, like, that was perfect. That was the way she should be. And fo- yeah, I don't hate this because I really like Monica Rambeau. I really liked her in the movies. Yeah. Kamala Khan was great. Miss, I liked the Miss Marvel show. It was fun. It wasn't my favorite thing Marvel's done, but it's been a highlight of the things I don't like that they've been doing lately. The cat so, is star, let's face it, says Ray. Possibly. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm still... Give us next wave. That is never going to happen. Next yeah, wave Chris. TV, no. Uh, Especially because Warnold. I just eh. and that's the thing, right? I like Miss Marvel. I like the youthful exuberance, exuberance. she brings. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah, exuberance she brought. I think she's going to bring it to this movie, which is what the first movie was missing. Marvel was missing was that fun that she'll bring to the movie. It was um, I liked not fun. I like Monica Rambo. I they made her story interesting in. WandaVision, they made her origin interesting, but yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we're going to see it for the podcast, but I'm still not. And it's, I hear people keep calling it Freaky Friday in, in, in the MCU. I don't because see it. Because they're yeah. switching places, but they're not switching minds. They're just physically changing spots. But that's, again, like I said, that was Rick. That was, lit- okay, nerd time. That was yeah. literally what Roy Thomas did with Captain Marvel, the original Captain, not the original Captain Marvel, the Marvel. In the 70s, Rick Jones, the perennial sidekick of the Marvel Universe, got the Negative Mans and he would clap them together and he would bring it yeah. because that was his take. That was Roy Thomas's take on the Billy Batson Shazam thing. Yeah. Mm. That was how he brought that element to the Marvel Universe with Captain Marvel is they would switch places. That was his idea. So there's elements of that and elements that call back to the true Captain Marvel, the Captain, as I spoke of earlier. Yeah. I can't take that away from you. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. We'll see. You know? I think it'll be fine, to be fine. honest. I think it'll be fine. It'll be okay. It'll be um, I'm so burnt out on Marvel right now, guys. So burnt out. I know. Well, maybe this movie will be fun enough. I hope it, it will. Re- Reinvigorate you. I hope it will. I have not been excited for Marvel. I haven't loved a Marvel movie since the last Spider-Man. I liked Doctor Strange. Thor had moments. Black Panther mm. was, was all right. What else came out? You know, it's so funny. One of the things a lot of people keep pointing out is when Kamala gets switched with Monica and she's in the spacesuit and she goes up to the window and she's, hey, Nick Fury. And they're all like, how does she know who Nick Fury is? He's supposed to be the world's greatest spy. And it's, yeah, but they all became public in, in, with the events of Infinity War and Endgame and in the Spider-Man Far From Home. He was also wanted after, after that's right he was the most wanted man too on point yeah like he's been public like they can't sit there and and say that just waiting for deadpool 3 says don yeah yeah all all of us are all right speaking of movies we love we've got a movie to review but before we get to that i'm gonna play a little something it's not an ad it sets Hmm. up the conversation we're about to have 
So it's, just, it's a little longer than normal, but, but sit back and relax, and this will help fuel the conversation. The child is not fit to govern an empire. The forces of darkness. You can control dragons. With the dragon army at my command, I can crush the Empress. This has got to be some twisted magic experiment gone seriously wrong. Have threatened to conquer a kingdom. What can I do to stop Profion? If you can obtain the Rod of Savril, you could control red dragons. I suggest we lay low, let the whole thing blow over, come back, rob everybody. There, there's one small problem. Problem? I kind of committed us to find it. This task alone. I love the way you track. Rocket Marina, you get the map. How you get the girl and I get a map? We gotta work out some new plans. I want them found. Do you really think you can steal my destiny? Be careful. You too. online keyword <laughs> oh my god i remember that if those if holy shit you swear you guys reviewed dnd already we did and i had a terrible idea frosty this is in fact the og film from the year 2000 right so i watched that trailer and all i think to myself is this looks like something <laughs> bye chris to you, chris i get it i wish i could join you no frosty you're not going senile i'm just an idiot who suggested something stupid as a joke and have meant to suffer for right now uh, <laughs> this thing looks like something fox television would have done in the mid 90s and it feels like something Fox Television would have done in the mid '90s, and isn't some of the, even for the year 2000. This was a year before Lord of the Rings. I want you guys to remember that. And a Lord year after the, the Matrix. Things. And a year after the Matrix, we are treated to the worst special effects, computer-generated special effects since the last Starfighter, which was made in 1984. So a lot of it looks like cutscenes from some of the early yes. video games when CDs came out and CGI came into the play. Like all of the, I don't, I don't know the if anybody's ever seen the cutscenes from all the Command and Conquer series or Red That's Red exactly, yeah. But it looks exactly like that. Complete CGI back, blue green screen background and CGI stuff all over the place and just actors hamming it up. 
oh my god jeremy irons is in this film going mm. why the fuck did i decide to do this he bought right, a cat so I, he did it because he just bought a castle he said this in an interview he had just bought a castle and he needed to pay for it somehow yeah, fair enough this is exactly right. what he said so here's my first question did anyone see this movie before? Obviously, you didn't, JD, or you wouldn't have suggested it. And did you see it in the theater when it originally came out, John? I don't remember seeing it in the theater, but I have seen this several times before. Several? Um, you put yourself through this more than once? I'm a TV that- guy. Okay, what was it like when you walked into the theater in the year 2000 when you were a young man of 43 and sat through this... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't it was at least 50 at that point. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What was the heartbreak when this movie ended for you? Because I two weeks ago when we reviewed Dungeons & Dragons, you were such a happy person. Okay. I just enjoyed the movie. You were thrilled. What was like, was this like earth-shatteringly terrible? Did you feel this way, like the way I Let felt me, after Green Lantern? I will, put it, I will put it to you this way. The monsters they had in here, I have been through the original monster manual from 1974 the advanced dungeons and dragons monster manual dragon magazine the monster manual from 5.0 the monster manual from oh no monster manual 2 from this monster manual here this version 5 monster manual this version what the hell's my oh core rule book 3 this original monster manual Uh, from the original like You're making I have point. been through all of them. They all suck. Everything in this movie sucks. It has nothing to do with the original Dungeons and Dragons. I am just, I am so, it was just like, my God, it was bad. Like it was the most generic thing. And it was done on purpose that way too. Can, uh, um, can, would you mind if I did the introduction? Randy says, <laughs> whipping out Randy. his D&D dangle. He just whipped that's, that thing that's out. this right here. He just whipped it, that thing out and threw it in front of the keyboard. Thump. Yeah. That's these, a good comparison. It's like the Green look, Lantern look, look, The original Dungeons and Dragons no, manuals you're, from you're 1974. King nerd. You are the one word nerd to rule us all. See yeah. how big my nerd. <laughs> you are the nerd that nerds call nerd. All right. All right. So, let, would you mind if I introduce we, we call the characters you nerd, in, 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 in the movie? I guess I want to know your level of disappointment after this movie. You're avoiding okay. the subject, sir. Here, you, you were distracting us with your nerd shit. How disappointed were you when you left that theater? I asked you a question. Okay. I was really disappointed. Let, it, it's really sad that a bunch of guys on a shoestring budget calling themselves the dead gentlemen have a better movie than something that had a budget of, and I believe the budget was, it was originally a hundred million, but TSR got bought out by Wizards of the Coast while this was in, while this was being put together. So it was cut to 36 million. Oh, okay. you, I can't I, believe I spent 36 million on this movie. It looks like I spent 25 I know, right? bucks. I sold 45 million somewhere. So, but uh, but yeah. Oh, so uh, allow me to introduce the characters. This is part of my disappointment. Don if you says, don't oh. "Hold on." Don says, "I was balls deep into R.A. Salvatore." Who was it? Shit, which has Brewer Battlehammer, who's the red-haired dwarf, the sports. The sports a horned uh, helm. He sports, sports a horned, a horned helm. helm. Yeah. I wanted to throw up when I saw the cheap copy of him in this. In the, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the dwarf didn't even do anything in the movie. Like he was just there. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll okay. get in that a second. So, uh, hold so on. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I asked my kid to get me a thing of water. I turned around and I see a comment that says, I was balls deep into R.A. Salvatore. And I was like, 
Don, what are you talking about? Oh, hey, and then I kept hey. reading the sentence. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were talking. I it was you either letting us know e- things. <laughs> it was either that or Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's Dragonlance at the time. But okay, so here are the characters that are in this movie. Uh. Marlon Wayans as Chris Rock plays Ruby Rod as Snares. <laughs> Marlon Reigns as Chris Rock. It couldn't plays be Chris Ruby Rock. Rock yes, right. Thor, Thor Birch as Queen Amidala plays Empress Savina as a wooden board. <laughs> Justin Whalen as Discount Jonathan Brandis plays Second Jimmy Olsen as Ridley Freebird. Second Jimmy Olsen, because it, it, did you know that character was the second Jimmy Olsen on Lois and Clark? For the Way back when. Anyway, okay. Zoe, Zoe McClellan as Rachel Weiss plays Evelyn Carnahan as Marina Pretentious. Jeremy Irons as Nicolas Cage <laughs> plays the Kurgan as Proviron. The Kurgan rules. Bro- Bruce? Let's do Highlander. Let's talk I about know, how right? great Highlander I, was. I know. Bruce Payne as Discount Billy Zane plays generic <laughs> villain number three as Fabulous. Did you know that the lipstick he had on was made from a particular kind of seaweed that had to, like, be prepared in a very certain way to get that color blue. Boy, it looked so. like he sucked off a Smurf the whole time, didn't it? I just kept wondering, why is his lip blue? Like, it makes I know. no sense. It makes no what sense. The... It's distracting. Every time he's on screen, you can't, it stops the movie because you're staring at his lips and you're going, why? I don't know any Dungeons & Dragons lore that has anything to do with okay. blue-lipped people. They're cold. So, this movie fucking oh sucks, God. guys. I don't know what to say. It's the worst thing. It's worse than Superman. Let 3. me. Okay, so you had never seen it before. This is your first time seeing. Oh, it. first time, first and last. Oh my I, sorry. I am sorry. I'm it's my fault. There. I suggested this. Now here's no. the thing. I was always a big D and D fan, and I kept trying to think, why did I miss this in the theaters? This is the kind mm-hmm. of movie I would have gone out. It came out December eight two thousand. Yeah. I had gotten married a week before. So obviously I wasn't going to the movies. I was on my honeymoon. And then and this movie, I think it was, I think what I saw was it was 45 million was the budget and it made 15 million in the theaters. No, it made just short of 30, or like a little bit more than 30 million. It made just short of its own budget is what I understand. Okay. That's um, impressive. But you want to hear what's really depressing? One of the trailers for this movie was for Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> just tell everybody, hey, <laughs> wait, you're going to feel really bad about this after this trailer. <laughs> no, you're really going to regret this decision. It's like going to see, it's well, like going, it's like in the 70s when you went to see Star, or went to see Battle Beyond the Stars and you saw a trailer for Star Wars. That's before. why I just played the trailer because I saw the trailer and I'm like, it's really bad. Even for- who saw this trailer in 2000 and thought, yeah, I want to go see that movie? In a world. Remember when every trailer started with that guy doing yeah. that? In yeah, a yep. world where we don't know why we're here. <laughs> with a strapping young um, hero with a magic sword. <laughs> so I'm going to say that I've seen parts of this on TV. I've never sat down and watched it before. And I just know that I've always heard that it was really bad from a lot of people. This guy like, mm. never bothered to go watch it. And then I start watching it. Thank God. I'm going to say, first off, thank God that this is free on YouTube. Because if I had paid to watch this, I would have been really pissed. I know. I mean, That's where I finally found it, too. Everywhere else was asking me to either rent it or buy it. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no way. Why would you do it for this movie? 
Of yeah. all movies, why would you force people I'll tell to you buy why. this movie? I will, I will tell you why. Because Dungeons and Dr- because of the Honor Among Thieves movie, people are interested yeah. in this again. Look yeah, at the I'm three sure. of us. That's why. They're like, oh, we can make money off this again. Not a lot of money, but a little bit of money. Yeah, except so, that we, I had subscribed to YouTube. I, oh, I know. You, Dave, are you subscribed so, to YouTube? What? Are you subscribed to YouTube? You mean do I have a premium? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's why we had it free on YouTube is because we were subscribed to YouTube. Oh, I had to pay so. for it because I don't pay for YouTube. I was about to say, I felt uh, really dumb. As well you should just... because you suggested. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I take, I deserve everything I get for this so... one. This is the worst thing I've ever said on this show. So I started watching this movie, right? And the first scene with Jeremy Irons and him trying to control the dragon. Oh, this no, Drew says, in a world reminds of the Tropic Thunder fake trailer. Yeah, that's what those were yeah, takes yeah. on, man. Yeah, they were. You're youngin', so yeah, that was a big thing back in the day. Yeah. So I start watching it, and it's this really bad CGI. And oh. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, it was 2000. Maybe I can forgive it. And then I started thinking, wait, no. The Matrix came out around this time. The Lord of the Rings yes. came out around mm-hmm. this time. No, I can't forgive this real bad CGI. Not it's even. Like, By the way, the director, like, of this was, director of this was Joe Silver. Who did Die Hard and The Matrix? Joel Silver. Joel, Joel Silver, Silver yeah. Joel made Silver, this yeah. movie, which is freaking a stitch. Did he really? I'm looking at this up just yes. to make sure you're right about it. No, this was directed by a person by the name of Courtney Solomon. Joel Silver might have been no connected Courtney, to Courtney, some... Court, He was no. Joel Silver did. Courtney Solomon was the guy who put this together. He was 19 years old. He used social engineering to get in with the TSR people. 20, and they, 29. And they asked him, what? 29 years old at the time. It said he was 19 years old when he was born. He'd be my age. He was born on September 1st, night. I'm in his wiki. September 1st, 1970. His, he's directed three movies. His first movie he ever directed was Dungeons and Dragons. Then he followed that up with an American haunting. And then a movie called getaway. Two films. 29. Okay. My notes are wrong, but still 29 years old. And he used social engineering to get into TSR by telling him he was an economics student. That, that he was doing something, some such, on Dungeons & Dragons. And then he, when he finally got a good rapport going with them, he said, hey, do you want to hear what I think, you know, what I could do with, like, a movie? And he was putting it together when Wizards of the Coast bought TSR. Wizards of the Coast didn't want any part of this. And they had first right to, was it first right of selection of the script or something? So, so they picked the worst script. So what happened? I'm looking this up now because I didn't know this. Joel Silver, he of one of the famous, most famous action directors of all time, joined the project in April of 97 with the screenplay. Silver came in and with the vision of making it a TV series instead of a film. And then they tried to, Solomon tried to incorporate that plan into the project. However, TSR sold the film rights in the original game property to Wizards of the Coast. And despite the TSR leader, Lorraine Williams telling him Solomon Wizards would allow for TV series. That was not ultimately the case. The plan was direct change to do a $3.5 million direct-to-video film as opposed to the $100 million budget. And somehow this this whole thing happened. And Silver saw the writing on the wall and got out because he was smart. And and Lorraine Williams screwed the whole thing, too, because at one point, James Cameron was involved with it. And he he came, James Cameron, Courtney Solomon, and... What's her name? Lorraine was at, at they were at a, a lunch and Lorraine looked across the table at James Cameron and said, so what do you why do you think you're qualified to make this movie? This was after T2. 
So he did not do. So James Cameron instead went on did to not make, do the movie. Yes. He went on to make Titanic instead. Exactly. Can like, you imagine like, what would have happened if James Cameron had made this movie? With his massive uh, ego, do you know what a blow that must have been to him? That must uh, have just destroyed him. And that I would like. Well, to that, that, it, it, like, but Lorraine Williams also sold TSR to like she was part of selling TSR to Wizards of the Coast, which they've been doing so well. Like, He's clearly uh, in comment. Oh, they bought the Spawn movie CGI code on the cheap. Yeah, man. It's like watching an episode of Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, I know. Tattoo, tattoo ninja guys from Beverly Hills or whatever. Yeah. Ten people. Awesome. Later, super nerds. All right, cool. See ya. Okay. Probably shouldn't have put that one up. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. So anyway. No, he's probably saying we're up to ten people oh, watching. Whatever. It's a Sunday night. We don't, I don't expect anybody over stay up on a Sunday night, but if you go to bed, it's not, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. But anyway, yeah, it's trash. Yeah. So I've lost my place where uh, Lorraine Williams screwed the whole thing. Basically. That's what we were talking yeah. about. So shit, she was part of the sale to wizard of the coast and she's a dipshit. Yeah. yeah. Kennedy style. It's funny. Kathleen Kennedy's like... better than Star Wars, man. Can't critique her too much anymore. It was a movie like the, they set it up to fail and it still got released anyway and became what it is. Realistically, this movie's kind of lost to time. And probably would have been lost forever had people had the new movie not done successful, been successful, this, I should say. Yeah, this is what happens to a movie when everybody involved screws up, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty, thank, pretty much. Thank you so, Wizard. Yes, that, tattoo teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Yep. Yeah. To you, buddy. Yeah. God, I remember. <laughs> VR Troopers, too. VR Troopers was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, and then, okay, let's say... Let's just say it was a movie with bad CGI. If it at least had a good story and good acting, you could get past that, right? Like, like, again, mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast, they had a better script. Wizards of the Coast didn't want this to happen when they bought TSR. So they, and they had right of choice of the script and they chose the worst script. So you, what do you think was going through the actors' heads when they were making this movie? Castle. Jeremy uh, Irons wanted a castle. Yeah. Jer- okay. But like some of the other actors. Paycheck. Well, Zoe Mc- what? Zoe McClellan had no right being in this movie. She was too good for this movie. She actually acted very well. Everybody else, Thora Birch was like, like I said, a wooden board. Marlon Wayans just had fun until they killed him off weirdly. And, and, uh, we'll get to that in a second. And Justin Whalen was just, my God, he's horrible. Just See? horrible. Like down down to the when his best friend dies down to knees looking up at the sky going no oh my god like just the meme he is the meme of bad acting it's terrible and these are people that know what they should be doing but again directing matters jeremy i so much that, just said jeremy irons hey man pull it back but they nope. just said jeremy irons let loose the dogs of war. <laughs> just chew on every scene you can find then that's the thing about, about how important good direction is Right, because again, you can have a Marlon Brando just shows up, farts around, and collects his paycheck. And that really feels like what Jeremy Irons is doing here. He's like, this is dumb, but I'm gonna, I'm getting paid. And I'm like, I like my new castle. I got paid for that new castle. Yeah, what I mean, piece of shit. And the thing is, too, for people watching this or listening, like, talk about the writing. First off, you have a character in this movie, the dwarf, who does absolutely nothing, nothing for an hour and forty-five minutes. Like, why he's on screen? You're makes talking about the- absolutely no sense. I thought you said Worf for a second, which no, yeah, Worf. same difference. I also thought he said Worf, and I was confused. I'm like, was that no, Michael Dorn playing that role? But, I didn't but notice. Same difference. No, 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 Worf. Wait, no, who played the King of the Elves? Tom Baker, the, the doctor. fourth oh. Doctor. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. Also, too good for this movie. Way too good for this movie. I think he was the only actor who, like, actually felt like he was acting in this movie. No, again, Zoe McClellan. Zoe McClellan acted pretty good in this movie, too. If you watch her scenes, she's got chops. And she's trying to make the best of it. She, But you can see the, the sadness in her eyes. <laughs> Randy says, Worf the dwarf. Yeah. It was basically that, right? Worf was supposed to be this big bad warrior who never gets beat. And he's always getting beaten. I lost episode. my collective mind when I saw him. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say this too. Next week on Cult 45, they are doing this movie. And oh, if you want to hear more... If you want to hear a more entertaining take, <laughs> I got to hear this. Yeah, hard, yeah, I got nothing good to say about this movie. I hope you guys find something good. But then the other thing about the writing was like the scene where they go into the prison to free the girl. Ridley and Snails go into the prison or, and the dwarf and the elf stay behind. And like the dwarf's like getting up to go help. And all she does is go, no, this task is not meant for us. And they just stay there. Because they couldn't write, figure out a better way to write that. They just decided to stay back. And then near the end of the movie, when he's going into the final dungeon to get the rod, the rod of resurrection, no, the, the, to control the red dragons, there's just a force field. No explanation, no nothing, just a force field that keeps everyone but the main character from going into the dungeon. And again, the elf is like, this task is just meant for you to do alone. It's like, what? Like... It was just stupid. It was they like they couldn't had, come up with anything better for that. At this point in time, when they made this movie, they had so many different settings they could have used for this movie. I think the reason that they didn't use like Forgotten Realms or Alcadim or Ravenloft or Dragonlance or any of the others is because they would have had to pay money for the rights to that at the same time as paying the rights for the regular Dungeons and Dragons rules, the way the rights are set up and their budget was cut from a hundred million to 36 million when TSR was bought out by Wizards of the Coast. But even the rights that they did have, they didn't use any, like this guy, this, what was it? Courtney Salmon. He was, he was supposed to be a fan. The reason why he's the reason why this thing got made. And even they didn't use anything from the move, from the actual movie. Just because like, someone's like, a fan from, doesn't from the mean campaign. they should do it, though. Just because someone's a fan doesn't necessarily mean they should be involved in the production. Because sometimes a fan is True. too close to material. And just based on this guy, I don't think he's creative in the slightest. And no, he, he's not. A con artist. I, let's look at. He was a con artist. That's how he got his foot in the door at TSR. And again, use social engineering to become friends with people, and then say, "Hey, I got an idea for a couple of movies." So, and, and then somehow got. Not just James Cameron, but Francis Ford Coppola involved at one point. I think they they saw how young he was and it was like, oh, this would be interesting to work with a kid. But um, like the worst, the most egregious thing in this movie was The Beholder. Most egregious I, thing in this movie is how boring it is. That's the uh, egregious thing about it. This, so Kassan has a question here. What I don't understand about D&D movies is their portrayal of dragons. Dragons are supposed to be super intelligent beings. Why are they always controlled or mindless murder machine okay this is an adult red dragon okay this is what an adult dragon looks like an adult gold dragon this is an adult gold dragon i'm not oh taking them God. out of the box by the way they stay in here forever in, until they're worth a couple of thousand dollars anyway that's what those now there were like in the behind the scenes they talked to some of the cgi artists and they said that oh yeah they made the red dragons look like this and the bronze but it doesn't look like anything like that in the movie and i don't know it's if it's because 
of the resolution at that point or the fact that they just cut the budget so hard that they couldn't spend the money on the extra revs of the of resolving the actual animation. But this question was about the portrayal of them as characters. Like dragons are supposed to be portrayed as like intelligent beings. And instead they're right, like, they are. like, why was the choice made? I don't think you right. have an answer. This thing is more of a rhetorical no. question of why is this thing so shitty? Yeah, I don't think again, the, were... the, a beholder a beholder in canon in the rule books, right? Every rule book, there isn't one beholder that isn't a super genius, and their eyes make it impossible for anything to get close to them without being detected. And they've got every eye has a different okay. power, like Before ray of you... destruction, ray of death, ray of this, ray of frost. Like they basically treated it in this movie Hold like on. a dog. <laughs> Before we get to the beholders and that the dragon thing i don't feel in the new movie they were portrayed as mindless killing machines or easily controlled i feel like that was just a plot point for this movie that we're talking about now that it, like it was control. but like and, i said they took the worst script but right. it's not like these right either of these dragons are extra could be considered like smog or something like that like a cunning dragon oh no john has fallen down the dean oh yeah it happens every time the words d come up oh i yes, still got more books yes john a question about i know john, back there. Yeah. i know yes john a question about the dean he's like, look at all this stuff I'm like i don't i just want to know about the thing i get it but well i will well, say for that, to know that you have to know this whole backstory hold on a before, second while before, i pull out one piece that, <laughs> i don't need you to now, pull out your piece on camera so i will say piece. that every <laughs> player of dungeon dragons will all agree that one of the scariest creatures to ever use in a dungeon never have to go against is a, a beholder well a no, beholder no. yeah no a boulder a dragon like yeah. we won't even get into dragons like dragons are just yeah insane. but a beholder like they, there's you need to be high level to even survive the first contact with and a beholder. right and in this movie first off the cgi is crappy for them they don't look good at all and they sneak by them by throwing a rock so the next time i play d and someone and a dungeon master decides to, to use a beholder i'm just say i just toss a rock and I sneak by them because I saw it and in the And you're movie. immediately dead. That's what the DM is <laughs> going to say. You're immediately, you don't even get to roll. You're just dead. That's it. It's just. Every a, eye stalk has a, a different power. And that's Usually be a ray of, of disintegration, ray of death, ray it's of It's got to be one of those like, things that like when people saw them in the movie, the way they portrayed in the movie and like that there's just, there's a bunch of them and they're treated like guard dogs. Actual fans of the game must have been so disappointed. In oh yeah. No, when I saw that, like the first time I saw this movie, and I remember that. I remember seeing the uh, the beholders being portrayed as like, oh God, no, that's just wrong. That's not what how it. That's not how anything works. Come on. No. So I got, yeah, I got no. <laughs> hey, classy. Thanks. Congratulations for a thousand subscribers. To that other guy on the show. Fuck you. It, yeah, it'd be, we to, appreciate to, it. To, to put it in comic book perspective, it'd be like saying, oh, I hid from Superman behind this brick wall. Like, Is it a lead wall? Can, no, I said wall. wall. <laughs> it's a brick wall. It's a. Is it a lead line yeah. brick wall? That regular brick wall. Yeah. No. Made, or made by a very this... shoddy bricklayer with only one line. I hid from Superman <laughs> behind this this piece of straw. Yeah. Yeah. Is it lead um, straw? I got nothing. But let's say Jeremy Irons had some of the best lines of it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Jeremy Irons. Right. You're going to give him all the good lines in the movie. The other guy's Marlon Wayans. When he's allowed to chew on a script, there is no script Man, left when he's done. like teeth marks on it. It looks like my dog got a hold of it. Yeah. It speaks of a generic script where it swapped generic monsters with D&D properties. Pretty much. Forgot yeah. to actually read the background information on D&D &D IP. That, that's and that's the funny comment. thing. Cor the reason why Cor 
the reason why this was made was because of Courtly Solomon. The reason why Courtly Solomon wanted Courtney Solomon wanted this made was because he was a fan of D and don't know what happened between that and this. You bring up a good. He brings up a good point. Like this does read like a gen- like I said, Wizards of the Coast had final say on the when after they bought TSR, they had final say on the script. They took the worst script. It could have been a generic fantasy script that they took and said, "Make this the D and D movie." It, that it, is very possible. I don't know. Plays, I don't know. Like, that. It plays like a generic made-for-TV Fox mid-nineties thing. Roar. And it's funny because I was thinking about that too. The what you call it? I even think on. Hercules, Blood and Dirty Journeys, and Xena Warrior Princess. Some, some of the CIA. some of the the sets that were shown in this movie, I'm sure. But I'm saying, I think even <laughs> on those shows, some of the CGI was better. Oh yeah, it was. What we yeah. got on this. It's like this is the worst. This is the worst special effects in a major motion picture I've ever seen, as far as computer generated stuff goes. Yeah, this is awful. It's absolutely awful. Yeah. It's ni- it's 1990s cutscene CD game version types. Yeah, it's awful. I'm monopolizing this. Day- JD, you, you can. I got say, nothing. Tell us how you really feel. I, that's the problem is sometimes you watch a bad movie and they're a lot of fun, like Superman three. We had a great show about Superman three. That's a bad movie, but you got Richard Mo- Richard Pryor skiing down a mountain of cocaine, like literally. This is just Jeremy Irons delivering poorly written dialogue, and it, it's it loses its fun after a while. Oh, okay. Here, JD, how did you feel about the script? Bored when snails died. I was bored. I was bo- I was bored the whole bored. time. Like I said, like I played with my phone the whole movie. Like it's bad. It's got no interesting characters. So, it's lifeless. Yeah. It's absolutely lifeless. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't. They didn't do anything interesting. To, they didn't do anything interesting to make you care about snails. So like when he dies, it feels generic. Even his best friend. And he As really was jerk, Ruby Rod yeah. in this, by this way. I'm like, like, the way he screamed at everything, it was Ruby Rod. <laughs> and then here's my question. The ending made absolutely no sense. Did anyone have anything? They thought they were going to make a second movie because when Courtney Selman pitched this, it was pitched as, a, as the first movie of three. He had a trilogy in mind. Of course he did. And he suffered from the Jeff Johnsiness of like, we're going to save all the good stuff for the next two movies. <laughs> yeah, mean, that's meanwhile, movie. you're killing yourself watching the first movie because it's by the way, awful. By the way, yeah. guys, there are two sequels to this. Yeah, it, yeah but it's not the ones that he envisioned. Right. They were directed videos. This is, I have more respect for what they did with the Honor Among Thieves movie than I did after it. Like having watched this and said, wow, you could take the same property and make these two bad. It's like on the level of the red brown Captain America. And then you watch like the Winter Soldier, right? That's the level of wow. That's between the two of them. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable how bad this movie is. Yeah. I don't even think we're going to bother rating this. It's no ass. That's what I give it. 10 cheeks. (laughs) Jeff Johns, um, good comic book writer, not a great film producer. No. Not a great film producer. Yeah. Great comic yeah. book writer, though. What? I guess you can run Princess, but you'll never run far enough. Um, but it's look, that. Look, we had trade negotiations in the middle of this. I'm watching. Hey, man, I, I've seen trade negotiations be far more interesting than this. Say what you want about the prequel trilogy. It was never this boring. I know. It's it, And the set design. like What set I, design? I, Exactly. I'm looking at this and it's like, first off, why do they have a person addressing all these wizards? But you have to turn 
to dress the wizards and why is there a random set of stairs in the background that doesn't even go up to the top of whatever right. it's leaning against Hold on. the fact Hold that, on. You're, that you care about that is, is an <laughs> indictment of how bad this movie is Kassan i know because my great, mind could wander because <laughs> is a great comment another fault of this D movie is the usage of the ensemble cast how, how can an audience get invested into any character when you have too many to choose from while they all lack any credible background story or interesting background story to be quite frank but all these I would, characters were awful. The um, prequel trilogy is amazing, Classy. We're of different ages. I like it. I don't love it, but it's good. Politics in Star Wars is great. I agree with that. It makes sense. Compared to this movie, it was making... Okay, but what I will say to <laughs> Kassan with the ensemble is this is, where that movie, this is where this movie fails, but it's where it succeeds yeah. in Honor Among Thieves. Mm-hmm. Did an ensemble movie and gave all the characters motivation and believable backstory. That's it another was- thing. Like the main characters, other than the mage, the female mage, and the elf, have a don't have a reason to even do this just because they were asked to. Like it's well, they were. Like, she was on the run, and she had to go. They had, she had to go with them because it was the only way she could get away from the bad guy. It was almost like that movie was made by people who know how to make movies. <gasps> really shocking! Oh. Shocking! I know, bold statement on my part, but I think there might be something to it. Yeah, so I guess we can end this by saying don't watch the If you've no. never seen it, save an hour and 47 minutes of your life. No, this is the worst thing we've ever had to watch for this show. This is our worst episode. This is worse than the time Bobby Del Rio came on. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> You're on to something. Thank you, sir. Bad. <sighs> All right. All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. Let's go around. You have either a recommendation or did you learn something this week on the podcast i learned i learned i'm gonna go first that okay. people who don't know how to make and i believe me, i'm actually guilty of this so i will say this people who don't know how to make movies shouldn't make movies they shouldn't be given budgets to work with either right that's what i learned this week i'm still waiting on the batman vs superman ultimate Extend- edition episode oh screw that noise i would quit i'm not putting myself <laughs> through that again I trust as I swear John could do a separate D and D podcast. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And this is he gets more into that stuff than into the anime, and he gets super into the anime. <laughs> Kassan says next review the D and D cartoon series just to get John to implode. All right, so oh. for real, I have very fond memories of that cartoon show. I have no idea if it's any good, but when I was a little kid, that cartoon show was awesome. That cartoon show? The first Isekai. <laughs> the first, All right, the, first so- the first anime where people go to another world. I thought anime can only be done by the Japanese, John. I know. All right, all right. So you learned that even with a budget, people can make crappy movies? I've known that, but I shouldn't be allowed to. Adults need to say, no, go make an indie film before you do this. Bad filmmaker. Go back to school. Bad. No Kubrick for you. Hit him over the head with a good script. All right. Or in general, just hit him over the head. Do you have any recommendations? I have started The Shining. I've never read The Shining book before. Really? But yeah, no, I never read that one. I missed out. Wow. I, I, I don't love the movie. Neither did Kubrick, so there you go. No, Kubrick loved it. King did not love the movie. Here's oh, that's right. King didn't so King. when I was a little kid, nine years old, they had, when the summer that the, Shining, that the Batman movie was big, WGN in Chicago did a Jack Nicholson marathon. Every night they had a different Jack Nicholson. So I was like, I'm going to watch all these movies. And I 
as a nine-year-old subjects myself to films like Five Easy Pieces, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Carnal Knowledge, things that a kid should not watch. Yes. And I, one of those movies was <laughs> The points. Shining. And Jesus. at nine, I was like, I don't get this. I don't like this. I don't. And it was like the blood in the elevator. Who won't love that? That's great. Uh-huh. Spooked me out. And then as I got older, I find Kubrick's work to be very cold. As a filmmaker, like he's very cold. He's not like his films are all about the human condition and less about like characters. Right. So I've never been particular. Like it's a good movie. I'm never going to say it's a bad movie. It's an amazing horror film. One of the best ever made. I never felt a personal connection to it. And I always avoided reading the book because I thought that I would not be able to let go of that movie while I was reading it. Right. Mm -hmm. I decided I need, I have an audible account and I have to buy something this month. So I'm just going to try The Shining. So I'm reading that, and it's different. It's different. Right. I actually got it because like uh, the the Dick Halloran character, the one immortalized by Scatman Crothers, who Stanley Kubrick made walk across the street 76 times just to get the right shot because that's Stanley Kubrick. Uh-huh. He is actually a side character in It, one of the side stories in It. And it made me think of that when he showed up. Oh, I should really read. That's what got me to say, I really should read The Shining. So that's why I'm doing it. And it's not what I expected it to be so far. So far, so good. All hmm, right. Tough. John? I've been re people that know anime are going to like hate me for this. I've been rewatching. I already Eminent- do. <laughs> I've been rewatching Eminence in Shadow, and I'm going through it again. And it is what is it? It's a I don't show know what is it. It's about it's a show about a guy who decides he's a little bit crazy. He's been training himself to be basically Batman, but he decides there's no way to ever a no matter how much train I'm not going to be able to stop a nuclear bomb from killing me. So the only thing I can do is I need magic. So he runs in front of a truck, dies and gets reincarnated in a world with magic. And the joke of the whole show is that the whole time he just makes stuff up. Oh yeah. There's this, there's this evil organization and, and they're doing this stuff and all that. And I'm going to call myself shadow and I am the leader of shadow guard. But the problem is that everything he makes up become is actually real. So it's it is the worst kind of wish fulfillment, and yet no. it is just done so well. Just so it's so cringe, it wraps right back around to being good. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm gonna recommend to to like people to give it a go. It's fun once you just settle into just accepting it for what it is. And the only other thing I'd have to say is there's a new isekai. Another there's a reverse isekai summoned to another world for a second time it seems to be pretty good so far there i'm still evaluating all the other new spring shows yeah we'll see how it goes so kasan said your recommendation should have been play dnd i'll play dnd too no seriously fifth edition fifth edition or third edition 3.5 what about new edition those are the two best editions what about new edition with bobby brown no not new edition no biv devoe sorry or yeah yeah (laughs) no Mr. Um, Telephone Man. There you go. Dave talking about. Yeah. They're from Philly. Come on now. My girlfriend actually went to school with one of the guys from New Edition. From New Edition? My yeah. condolences. Uh, no, that's cool. So we finally uh, broke the seven year old. He's out of here. JD's face. Uh, people say that a lot, actually. I've heard that many times throughout the course of my life. Look at that guy's face. <laughs> All right. I am atomic. That's got to be something for John. That's, John that, that's, that, that's from Eminence and Shadow. Oh, I know. All five. these anime names. Yeah, it's, it never ceases to amaze me. Is John going to see the 
Excuse me? Probably. Excuse me. Probably, yes. I usually go out to see those. Oh, I just realized that's from Mark. Hey, Mark. Oh, hey, hey Mark. Mark. <laughs> so, Dave, how about you? What do you got this week? Let's see. Number one. Actually, number one, I have an announcement. I forgot to tell you guys earlier. We cannot do Sunday next week. I will not oh. be available. I have a birthday party to go to on Sunday night. Enjoy to you at a party. One of my friend's 50th birthdays, birthday party. So we will do our best to do this Monday night. We'll see. More to, I know, JD. We'll talk about it. We'll figure that out. But yeah, definitely won't be here next Sunday. Unless we pre-record something and just schedule it to go. I learned. I'll talk about d and <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. John, did you see the show about being reincarnated as a dog? No. Classy, stop. Bad yes. anime person. Classy, stop. And because don't that, get him going. Don't get no, him going. He'll go. No, show no, you, don't, done, no you don't understand. <laughs> that one as a dog, that's, whoa. There's hentai, and then there's that. Holy crap. Stop. I'm done. Uh, stop. Yeah. yeah <laughs> stop. Just, I don't even want to know. I learned that, in spite of everything, that a crappy movie can actually still be released in the theater. Yeah, no kidding. That's the most amazing thing, is this went to the theaters. They must have had such belief in the fandom. Because I can't believe this thing wasn't directed video. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, the only reason I think this got to the theater was because it was like a stone rolling downhill at the point where Wizards of Coast bought TSR and they had no choice but to release it at that point. No, they, a lot of things don't get released. I guarantee they thought Dungeons and Dragons fans would come out for this. Guarantee it. Yeah. They thought it they was wrong. a building property and it was going to be, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, yeah, I also recommend that uh, if you're watching this right now, that the, go and hit that subscribe button there down below. Leave a like and a comment on the video. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, I also recommend that you head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And, of course, comic book reviews by our good friend Chris. And other recommendations, I don't really have any. I do have one. I forgot. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Oh, go Wolf, the Wolfstone Saga is on sale this week at all finer media outlets for only a dollar uh, a piece. Dollar nice. a piece. Three dollars. Pick yourself up a trilogy of books. I had a good week last week. I'd like to continue this week because we got, I accidentally overbooked it where I bought a bunch of promotions, but I forgot that one of them I accidentally put a week before the rest. So I had to extend my sale. So go ahead. Buy some books. Three Three urban fantasy, dark fantasy, however you want to categorize it. Superhero wish books available right now. You can watch John die or yes. read about John die. I recommend you read those books so you can see John die or yeah. read about John die. I recommend I recommend that JD write another book so I can die again. How many times Mark, have you killed me so far? Like four? Four? Brandy four. I got one. I'm ready to go. Brandy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. All right. On that note, I think we can put a been in this one for the week or a um, bullet <laughs> so as always thanks for watching or listening however you're consuming this and don't let your cape go out in the door have a good week